Welcome to today's retail podcast brought to you by MarketScale. I'm Sean Heath, and today I have the opportunity to talk to my long-lost friend, the one and only Ryan Motes, the Director of Marketing for Playtime. Ryan, how are you doing? I'm doing good. After our last conversation, I'm still trying to work on that Antarctica thing for you. But uh, Oh, I know, right? still in the works, uh, yeah. You know what? We have uh, this morning when I took my kids to school here in Dallas, it was 19 degrees. So I'm getting practice already. I got the warm coat and everything. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. Good job. Hey, so I just wanted to kind of recap briefly what we talked about last time, because I think it leads into what I want to talk to you about today. So we talked about how the the customer experience has fundamentally changed in, say, the past 20 years. We talked about how stores benefit from the installations that Playtime does, how you're able to take sort of local flavor and local events and personality of an area and integrate that into the installations, how that creates sort of that organic integration with the shopping area and the shops and the restaurants and how it becomes really more of a customer experience and not so much as, let's say, 20 years ago. If you had the family, you wanted to go out to dinner, you would go to a standalone restaurant probably. Mm -hmm. If you needed to go shopping, then you would leave the restaurant and you would pile into the, to the truckster and you would drive over to a mall. Or maybe you would drive to a Target or a standalone retail store like that. And it seems like over the past 20, 30 years that that sort of social uh, construct doesn't really happen the same way. It seems like it's more there's a desire for more inclusion in being efficient and kind of melding all those things into one family customer experience. Does that sound, uh, does that sound like I've got a grasp on that? Yeah, I think you're right on there and dialed in. If you think about just even 20 years ago, the customer relationships were built on a brand's terms. So businesses were communicating out to their consumers through a bombardment of flyers, of emails, of calls, of, voicemails and everything else you can think of. And the extent of the consumer research was basically reading those materials that a brand produced and the information that brands wanted consumers to have was not necessarily third-party insights that consumers were looking for. And I think if you fast forward to today, consumers expect personalized, contextualized interactions at the right time, the right place, the right moment from every device. And they're really fully in control of their experience from how they inform themselves, whether it's through third-party websites, through peer reviews, um, even talking to their friends, um, and how they interact with the brand, whether it's through web or through mobile or it's text messaging, phone. They expect each experience, each channel to be seamless and cohesive and each touch point to be individualized. And that's been the biggest shift that I see as far as the customer experience goes. It's brands being able to tap into that specific you know, need that, that the consumers have and the expectations that the consumers have to be uh, talked to when they want and how they want. It seems like at maybe the protocol used to be we the company and you the customer, and now it has turned into more of a partnership into a general us. Let's us accomplish this thing for you or your family. 
Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I think, you know, as marketers, it's our job in order to make our campaign successful to identify certain points of engagement along that buyer's journey. In the digital world, you know, we work and we call these things micro moments. And those are really key points in the searching and buying process where customers might make contact with an advertisement, with a message, with your website, or other anchor types on a mobile device. And what we've tried to do at Playtime is really take some of this same idea of the micro, micro moments and adapt them into the overall shopping experience. So what we'll do is we'll go and we'll identify key points of engagement for a wide range of customer types that they might have during that shopping experience and design specific interaction points along these points of engagement with the goal to increase visit time and turn what might be a regular mundane activity into a memorable experience. Um, I think a, a good experience or a good example of how we create this experience is a concept that we've designed called Play Along the Way, where we'll strategically place immersive experiences such as like a selfie spot or a digital wall projection throughout the shopping center or retail location in order to keep the interest of the kids or their parents while they're shopping and always have that level of connectivity and uh, immersiveness throughout the the shopping experience in order to help move that process along, but not feel like it's such a mundane activity. That's really smart. You move the fun from one location play area and you kind of set it up almost as if it's a scavenger hunt or a treasure hunt throughout the entire shopping area. Right. You know, just something to keep kids interested, to keep parents interested um, and keep their focus on having a, a memorable experience, not just, you know, what's next that has to go in my shopping cart or what's next on the list. Actually enjoy the process of going out, spending time with the family and being able to experience these things together while at the same time taking care of the necessary shopping that needs to be done. I would imagine that you probably put a very strong focus on getting input from as many parents as you can in order to assemble sort of a, a baseline or an idea of which direction the winds are blowing. Yeah, we do. We're constantly out to our areas. We're out to um, malls and retail locations and asking parents what they want. And interestingly enough, one key engagement point or micro moment that we've identified specifically with our retail customers and, and parents in general is that purchase point. It's that moment when, you know, they, they have to make the purchase, they have to buy something and they're in the, in the store. And we continue to ask the question to ourselves and to them, how could we make that as seamless as, as, as possible to make that purchase purchase while you're inside the store, but still, you know, being able to keep an eye on the kids and everything that's going on around that. I, I don't know if, if you've had this experience or anyone out there else out there has, but you're at the checkout counter. Counter. You're you're trying to purchase your items. Your kiddos are running off, grabbing extra candy from the display racks, throwing them into the car without you even knowing it. There's so many things going on that you're not really paying attention uh, to what's being rung up, and you just give the clerk your credit card as fast as possible so you can be in and out of there before someone breaks something. And then by the time you get home, you look at your receipt. You think, wait, what did I buy? How much did I spend? And what we've been doing with uh, a lot of our customers and especially the parents who are their customers is exploring some new ways to improve this experience. And it goes into what we've been talking about, how the evolution of the customer experience is changing, but also the evolution of what this purchase point can be changing as well. So for example, 
in one of the designs that we've recently had with a, a retail location is we created seating surrounds around a play area that also has tablets included with the seating. So the customer could basically shop the store virtually from the tablet while the children are playing in their play area. And then it's designed so that on the store level side, the customer makes their purchase, inputs their information via their credit card, um, completes the purchase, and the store employee can go and pick the products, put them in a bag, have it waiting in a kiosk, so the customer just exits the store and doesn't really necessarily have to go through that burdensome checkout process. Uh, that's just one example, and it's things that we're, we're trying to incorporate in terms of the customer experience to make it more seamless, but also you know make it a pleasurable ex experience for everyone that's involved. And that is a brilliant approach because you are taking the thing that people like the most about online shopping, which is the ability to be efficient, to get exactly what I need, to search numerous items, to have it all put together and packaged for me. But you've also integrated that sort of shopping experience into, like you said, I'm having a family moment. I still got these things done that I needed to get due, but I didn't have to miss watching my child play on that giant mushroom and see that smile on their face. That's really a brilliant approach, right? Yeah, and we want to, you know, as much as we can, take those family moments and build upon them and provide opportunities to go out and spend time with your family. Uh, and this is one, you know, way that we've identified in bringing that customer experience home to not only a single customer, but a family unit or a mother. Um, and child or even um, you know spouses, anything that they can share together, that's really what we're about. We're trying to build these memorable experiences um, and provide locations where, where they can do that in. So, I mean, it's not only retail, but it's parks and recreation and, and things like that. But especially from the customer experience side and the shopping experience side, we really want to drive home those opportunities that exist in retail and you know help evolve that specific piece of the customer experience with the expectations that are evolving with the consumers themselves. And just to call back to something that you brought up a moment ago, there have been a couple of times when my children were younger that I may or may not have arrived home and had to figure out how I wound up with $74 worth of M&Ms in my <laughs> shopping bags. Now, in all yeah. honesty, and to be fair, I did try and blame that on my children the first one or two times, but ultimately, we all know who did it. Yeah, I didn't know you're such an Eminem fan. That's great. I am a fan. I'm a fan of the candy. Uh, I do have a. So here's something I was thinking about the last time we talked, and I, and and I'm glad we had a chance to speak today. There is a a very fine balance, and I and I'm wondering if you see this as well between. I, I've seen installations where a shopping mall will put what seems to be an afterthought of a play area in the shopping mall. Sort of a half-hearted attempt, but that, you know, half-hearted is better than no attempt at all. But they have a 99% shopping experience with one little area where the parents can get a break for 45 seconds. But then I've seen the other extreme where it is a large amusement area and they try and squeeze in some shopping around that to take advantage of that. And that seems kind of a shady approach to me to, you know, to use that excitement and, oh, while we're here, buy some shoes. And it seems to me that you are very aware of keeping that balance. 
where it doesn't skew too far towards one and it doesn't skew too far to the other. And that turns it into a win-win situation for everybody. Yeah, I think ultimately the customer wants to, you know, trust the location that they're going to. And if the retail location or the shopping center is providing enough value to that customer, then they're going to remember that the time when they need to make a purchase. And we really feel strongly and talk about this with our customers that, to your point, we don't need to be, you know, shoving merchandise in front of their face, so to speak. We just want to create that relationship and that value um, where they feel like they can come and have an enjoyable time, bring their kids, bring their families, um, and and really have an experience that uh, benefits everyone. And then just based on the location and and where everything's situated, you know, they're going to make purchases. We have data, we have stats that show as people spend more time in a given location that their their cart size or their basket size or their value um, increases. So it's going to work itself out, but you're exactly right. We want to make sure that we develop those solid relationships and allow the customers to build trust with the locations and know that we're out there, you know, to provide a service and to provide an opportunity to build those experiences with the families. You know, I have to say you have, as retailers, you have somewhat of a sacred trust because while a a customer or a guest can always go and make more money, they can't get more time. You know, time is a finite resource that we all have. And if I'm giving some of my time to you as a retailer, that's a pretty that's a pretty heavy responsibility to make sure that you kind of guard that and that you acknowledge just how important that trust is. Yeah, absolutely. And the retailers that we work with and, and talk to on a regular basis, they're trying to hone in on, on what the customer's expectations are and do the best to be able to service them and build those relationships. I think one of the evolutions that we're seeing, especially as it relates to that customer experience, is the blending of the technology and the human interaction. So if you think about it from an entertainment experience or a play perspective that we do here at Playtime, we found that it's important to incorporate new technology into our designs, but we're also careful to make sure that the technology still serves an active purpose. And so we want to make sure that in in everything we're doing, we're providing value uh, to the customers, to those who will benefit from the the play experiences, but doing it in a way where we can get kids uh, off the screens, um, you know, get them active, get them moving, really help enhance that childhood development and bring out that inner child in everyone um, where, you know, they have joy and excitement of seeing new things and uh, immerse themselves in, in imaginative environments. And that's a pretty positive future that you paint. So let's talk about that a little bit as we, as we wind up here. So we talked about kind of where we started and you and I've had some conversations about where we are and the, the amazing amounts of progress that the, that the customer retailer sort of relationship has, has taken. What do you see coming down in the next, I don't know, two to five years that you really, it just makes you sit and think, wow, that's a really cool thing. And we are absolutely going to do that. Yeah, I think to play on the technology piece a little bit is that's where everything's headed, is being able to provide immersive experiences that are still 
um, very captivating and capture uh, the senses, um, but still enable kids to be active in play and have those immersive environments. We began investing in what we call heads-up technology, where it's a, a digital interaction, but it doesn't necessarily take place on a handheld, handheld device like a, a phone or, or a tablet. Instead, we'll use digital projections on walls, large screens that enable users to interact with, with things digitally where they can touch a wall or you know throw a ball against something and, and break something that's on the digital screen. Um, and, but stuff that keeps movement around, keeping them active, and allows them to still get out and, and have a great experience. We're continually working to develop technologies like these to allow the customer to truly have that one-of-a-kind immersive experience. And I really believe that that's where we're headed is how do we blend that mix of human interaction and technology in a way that um, still enables us to create those immersive experiences. And while you are integrating that technology, it's really a, a smart move to expand it from just a, a tablet size screen into a larger screen because then, as you mentioned, you're able to maintain that overall large social aspect of the environment and the experience that you're trying to keep. Right, and there's so much you can do with that in, in terms of changing things quickly and making it more adaptable to the different consumers that are out there or the change of demographics in a given area. And at a relatively low cost, you can create more unique experiences again and again. Um, but, you know, we really believe uh, as one of the core values of Playtime is have that ability to continue, you know, to be active and to get out of the house and enjoy activities together, whether it be uh, from a digital perspective or you know, from a physical play perspective. Uh, but the key is to get involved um, and really play uh, as one uh, instead of just sitting in front of a screen and um, having everything there in front of you. Well, every time I get to talk to you, I hear some really positive and just I get to hear stuff from you that makes me feel good about where we're moving. You may not think that you're speaking about society as a whole, but I think you're mirroring it and, and some of the better, more noble uh, approaches. I think you guys are integrating those into your business model. And I want to say I appreciate that. I'm really glad I had a chance to talk to you again today. Yeah, equal. Uh, it's always good to talk to you, and I look forward to my next conversation. Oh, look at that. See, branding. It works, I'm learning. Right? Yeah, I'm learning already. Look at that. You, got, you know what, sir? I believe you have a future in marketing. Oh, thanks. <laughs> we'll try. Today, I've been speaking to the one and only Ryan Boats, the Director of Marketing for Playtime. Ryan, thanks so much for taking the time today. I really enjoyed this. Always a pleasure. Thanks. Hey, have a great day, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com slash industries. And if you have a chance, subscribe to the MarketScale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries.